Hello. Thank you for choosing to listen to episode five, season two of the What's in Your Shed podcast. I thought I'd start by giving you a warning that this particular episode has got some swearing in it. If you do decide to continue listening now, then I will catch you on the other side of this. What's in your shed? What's in your shed? Pictures and treasures and the books of me What's in your shed? What's in your shed? Hello, my name is Warren, and tonight I'm joined by Salvador. Hello. I've always loved objects. I fascinate about the way they feel, the way they weather, the way they look, the way they're made. They stir up something deep inside my soul. They are the products of creative as well as destructive forces and help me to understand what it is to be human. As a kid growing up in the 80s, I'd play with action figures, then neatly put them back on display on a chest of drawers next to my tropical fish tank. My toys helped me to escape for a time and gave me a sense of meaning and purpose. I've kept some objects from my childhood and gathered more over the years. Inspired by Oxford's Pitt Rivers Museum, I have housed some of my collection, old and new, in the shed at the end of my garden. I would like to invite you into my shed so we can chat about the things that we treasure and draw memories and strength from. Through these objects, I hope to learn more about all of you and myself. Welcome to our podcast, What's in Your Shed. It it always seems so weird trying to get through that intro bit. I was listening to a previous episode and it it sounded quite flat. I don't know if I'm so used to hearing it. No, I love it. I love it. It's like, I said it from the beginning, it's like an ASMR stuff, man. You've got a beautiful voice. And it's great to listen to. So oh, thank you, sir. You could read out a fucking. Oh, sorry, I'm swearing already. You probably okay. you probably bleeped okay. that. <laughs> I might do. I might do. See, I'm quite wary that I'm going to be breaking a few rules already in this episode. One, I might swear, which I'm going to try my best not to. Um, two, I'm not going to reveal it yet, but I've, I've, my item isn't like a consumer product, like what what everyone's brought before. Um, and three, I've bloody forgotten it. I'm not forgotten it. I don't know. I couldn't find it. But that's perfect. And we we've, we can work our way around it. I think there's an explanation for all I of that. I failed you three times. Yeah, you, you haven't at all. I think you've made it even better. Jesus. This is so exciting. I feel so. naked. I walked in here and I, I got nothing. <laughs> you, you did turn up I literally know. with nothing. Yeah. I was like, where's your bag? What, where's yeah. your... Yeah. I'm sure all your guests before have brought something. Yeah, and then yeah. I'm like, yeah. But it's perfect because actually these objects don't have to be there physically with you sometimes you lose them sometimes you misplace them and it can be that memory that's etched into your brain and like you you've asked the question before and i think hannah asked the same question Mm -hmm. about what if your shed burnt down oh yeah what would you like want to get and and one of my responses was there was one or two things but actually if you lost it all you'd still have those memories. Yeah. But I know you haven't lost this item. No, no, no. I you've it's, got I know, I, it's in the house. I know it's in a box with photos. I need to find that, that box. I knew you swore against it. I didn't there. I'm good. Um, but it, it's probably going to be in the attic. I was checking the, the garage today and no luck. Um, I've got a, something similar, which is a digital version of something, which isn't the actual item I want to bring, but um, it's very strongly linked to that item. Um, but yeah, 
uh, like all your other podcasts, it's all about the story about the item, isn't it? And exactly. I've got that. I've got that in abundance. Exactly. So, and so. I know you have. I know you have. So don't and, worry about and that. And actually not having the item goes well with the topic of discussion. And I'll explain that okay. in, a, in, a, in a moment. Let me get back to to the... In, I'm going to introduce you mm. properly. And I've been thinking about how to introduce you. I'm not going to give everyone your whole story, mm. but it, it's mostly how I feel about you. Lovely. So there's a box of tissue somewhere. If you want to cry... For what? Oh, okay, crying. <laughs> so for something else. But you wouldn't. Okay, so this is our fifth episode of a second season. Amazing. Uh, I can't believe it. Like, so many... Dude, when you told me about the podcast... You know, you just you just dropped it with like what four episodes mm. done, which is a great move, by the way. And I said it's a it's a great idea. I love it. I was a bit jealous, like bloody hell, because you you know, it's something that you're passionate about. It 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 makes sense. Um, it's it's honest, and when you sp- head, listen to the episodes, it's honest, it's earnest, and um, everything. I love the mu- Rogers music. Lovely, what's in your share? What's in your share? Love it! <laughs> Love that shit! Oh, um, and it just sticks in your head. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's just it's worked it out. It, you know, it's worked it out, and, it, and it's lovely. And now that you're bringing the guests in, man, it's a different ball game. Well, you know, and it, and it it just makes more ideas, yeah. more people, more ideas. Together is better. Yeah, and the thing is, then those people say, "Ah, oh, yeah, I did a podcast with Warren and stuff," and and then they they spread yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Spread your seed. And thank you. And, <laughs> and I I got lots of practice on my own. Yeah. In solitary confinement under strict lockdown measures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the they were fun, ep- man. They were fun <laughs> episodes. Thank you. And by the ninth episode, I I did start thinking. Wow, am I going? Am I going mad or mm. something? I haven't listened back to to them in a while. I think I, I think every now and then get back onto that as well because yeah. there's something kind of comforting of this weirdo in a shed talking about stuff like, and you can hear you touching it and 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 almost just like with no editing, you know, yeah. a bit like me, just heard it all out. What am I doing? I'm opening the bag. Oh, it smells like you know armpits I'm going to take this out and it's just crazy you know, and you're painting a picture in someone's head I think it's, I think it's cool oh that's so good yeah, to hear I think it's lots of fun thank you it's nice yeah. to hear that I'm not on, on my own and I'm getting feedback and it, I know. it kind of makes sense so thank you very yeah, much yeah. so the, yeah can you believe it fifth episode of a second season so if you've been listening to the other episodes welcome back and if this is your first welcome to you I hope you enjoy it it's hard to believe that this is really happening, actually. After eight years of a beautiful friendship with Salvador, Fuck I off. get eight, eight years. years. Eight years. I get to chat with him Jesus. in the shed. Ah, oh. we don't. We, we don't have to be in the garden. The, get in. The government have said we're allowed. I'm in your shed. <laughs> You're in my shed. What's in your shed? I'm in it. Sal's in the shed. That's it. That's why. Game you... up. Finish it now. I'm in your shed. <laughs> that's why you didn't bring anything. No, it's just you. So, so that's so lovely. Um, I get to 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 spend the evening with you Love it. in Love my it. shed. And you can talk about an item that made up part of the man you are today. Salvador has been a massive support for me in making this podcast. Oh. He has encouraged me and shared feedback on episodes. You make me cry. I know. I said that's why I said there's some tissue. <laughs> we we have had many discussions while walking home from town late at night yeah. about creativity. Yeah. I think that's my favourite topic. This is why it's going to be good <laughs> yeah. because I like this is just like I was, you know, 
fuck the podcast, just coming out and have a drink with you, you know, like literally, oh, I'm getting out of the house, I'm going to meet Wise Abbott. We used to, you and me, just have great nights, going into town, go to the wheat sheaf, whatever, talk nonsense, talk about uh, bloody reality, everything. Yeah, yeah. And then we'd walk home about two miles, maybe. Bloody hell. Yeah. And, and chatting, and I'd always bring up the subject of creativity, because you're a great artist, and we'll get on to that soon. Um, and, and I'd always ask questions that I, I probably wouldn't ask other people. Really? Yeah, I'd, I'd ask you things like... I just seems just very natural to you. Yeah. I'd expect you to do that with everyone. You know, you do some really nice, um, I don't know, uh, philosophical questions and... And uh, no, it really makes me think sometimes oh. what, what what comes out of your gob. Oh, good, good. <laughs> I don't ask everyone those things. I mean, one of my favourite is about where do you get your ideas and what happens if you stop getting ideas? Mm. What do you do? And all about like what happens when you create something? Is it good to share it with people? And I've learned now that it is very mm. good to share it. And then then what happens when you get people responding to that and how you deal with all that that kind of thing about being creative mm. but so it's, it's been lovely and you've been my creative guru uh, Salvador tells the best stories I sometimes ask him to tell me a story he's already shared a hundred <laughs> times before just because they crack me up every time <laughs> I hear them and I know like a, you may not want to repeat the same story mm. But I just pretend I haven't heard it before because I oh need God, to hear it Oh my God, have I repeated again. stories in front of you then, rather <laughs> yeah, knowing yeah, that I've already course, said it to you? Of course. Bloody <laughs> and, I, and I absolutely love it every time. And Jeez. sometimes I ask you to tell me the story. I don't even <laughs> wait for it. So it's, it's my fault. Come and sit on my knee and I'll tell you. <laughs> I feel so excited that you're going to hear one or more of his unbelievable stories right here on your podcast player Don't today. Don't it up, woman. So, so you're going you're gonna to all hear Salvador for yourself and, and enjoy what I have for, for <laughs> eight years. Man, you're bigging it up too much. <laughs> Salvador also, I'm nearly finished, mm. nearly finished. He gives the best hugs, but unfortunately the government says we're not allowed to hug. Yeah, it's a bit, <laughs> it, it's best slash creepy. You know, it depends where you are in the friendships. You know, it's like, okay, that's, that's more... Yeah, stop it now. There'll be times that we talk about touching, you know, when they're squashing and everything. We have to be careful. I know, I know. I, I, lo I love your hugs. And we're all listening to the government and they said no, so we're not going to go for now. Yeah, it's, it's a weird one. So at least he's close by. Yes. And I can feel his energy and warmth. It's powerful like the sun and <laughs> makes the blazing wheelbarrow fire feel like a fridge. Oh, my God. And I love your fire wheelbarrow. And, and I love your Auntie Shisha. Shani. Shani, that's it. <laughs> love her. We'll talk about Shani in a minute again. I she's, can't wait. She's been in touch. And, yeah, and actually, literally, your power is like the sun compared to the wheelbarrow today because oh, it's raining yeah. and it's cold it's not nice. and the wheelbarrow is not even out so the wheelbarrow I saw it on the way and I gave myself a little cross like you know when you're in church and you're Catholic As you, you did a little by. cross <laughs> Santo Cristo so. thank you for doing that you're in for a treat everyone I know you are I can see what's... Well, this is what I was going to say. Yeah. I, said, I can see what Salvador has brought but, no, but I can't. I've disappointed I you. I can't. But I know what the, what the item is because he's told me about it. His stories are unbelievable, but 100% true. <laughs> so that's a bit of a contradiction. When I say unbelievable... Oh, wow. Yeah, see what you've they, done there. Yeah. 
but they are 100% true. And the item that Salvador was going to bring in is a physical validation. It is. But you don't actually need that because I believe him. I'll, I know when I find it, I'll send it to you and you can, you know, well, you don't have the Instagram now, which I think was pretty cool to stop anyway. I liked your, your reasoning. So, yeah. You're just going to have to believe it, guys. I, I believe it. It's it's totally true. And, there, and I've seen a photo of the, the space where Salvador was going to be in that photo. I've kind of given yeah. some of it away, but we'll get on to it. Oh, I was going to say it was a mummified alien I found. <laughs> well, that's not true at all. So before we dive into the fabulous stories behind the object Salvador is going to be talking about, I'd like to delve into the mailbag. Yeah! It feels like we're on a winning streak because once again we have mail. Get in. How many we got today? We've only got, I say only, we've got one letter That's from my auntie Shani. Love her. And, and this is a cracker. And when I opened the mailbag mm. and read it, I was standing in the kitchen making dinner, mm. looking at my phone, and I got goosebumps all oh over. Oh my God. Literally up the back of my neck. And I'm feeling them now. Oh. In my head down my arms. Good goosebumps. Yep, very good. It yeah. was suddenly, I don't know what happened, but what she wrote struck a chord with me. I was like, hang on, you've gone right to the heart of the matter. So listen to this. This is all Shani wrote. She said, Hannah, Matt, Erin, and Roger. And we're going to add oh, wow. Salvador to this list because <laughs> she, she'll listen and, yeah. and you'll be added to this. Such lovely guests. I would love to know where slash how you met these super people. She's lovely, isn't she? She's so lovely. Is she, is she, I bet she's beautiful as well. Oh, she is beautiful. Strikingly beautiful. The reason I felt this tingle was because this is what it's all about. It's about the people mm. that come to talk about the things they love. And, and if it wasn't for these guests... And then also, and, and, and it's the people that are listening now who when you listen to podcasts like this then you start thinking what do I have in my you know metaphorical shed mm. and what could I what would I if I met the famed Warren one day what would I show him what is this this totem I could bring to represent me and, and a good story of mine a good chapter of my life I think that's why it's such you know it's endearing I think it'll, it'll, you know it's going to be a smash I love it oh that's so mm. so lovely to hear thank mm. you sir and 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 Shani knows it Shani's been listening to all of the episodes right from the start and, and to just nail it right here and say, like, these are super people. And it makes me feel proud mm. because it's all great. my guests are super people. It's great, and it's great just hearing different voices. And, and, and going to those people, first of all, uh, Hannah, I love that. She was so natural as well. She was great. She yeah. was funny. Um, Rog, awesome. But, you know, he's made that amazing tune. So yeah. hats off to the guy. I want, Rog, if you're listening, I know you are, I want a longer version, like with different verses and stuff. Bring out in 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 Christmas or something as a bonus. It's it's such a cool tune. Um, and then Matt, first of all, I was like, "What the fuck, Matt? Talking about comic books? That was gonna be my thing." We, we you know, he I said, know, he know, said, comic books. I got like one comic book I had. My dad gave me when I was a kid, a Batman comic book. And I was gonna talk about how that's influenced me in regards to illustration and loving comics and the form. But you know, I'm only kidding, Matt. Um, I want anyone that likes comic books is a friend of mine. So Matt, I want Matt to come out for a drink with us one time. 
Oh, so get him, get him out. I could talk, Matt. You're listening. I could talk all day about Todd McFarlane's son. <laughs> I think, and and it was a funny one because Matt said he was going to do superhero comic books, and I want someone to be able to do something they they say. Yeah, know, good for I him, man. Good for, for him. And then I knew that that was something. You had me bamboozled those, and I was like, okay, what I was going to do? I was going to, talk, I was going to bring my this bolt that was in my knee when I was a teenager, and then and then recently this person that well I, someone approached me regarding the item i was going to show you today oh, wow okay um and just to talk about it and yeah. it was this person was involved in 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 the scenario when this item oh, was fantastic. done so and then that's what sparks this little flame in my head and led to you know me doing this talk tonight well it's fate isn't it it's fate yeah it's and, weird and, and and i think when you told me the the item you're bringing in I just thought that's that's going to be a smash. That's a smash hit. Mm. What's a smash? I don't know. But that's going to be amazing. Shani's question: Where did I meet these super people? Where that, did you meet them? Well, woman? they they all they all live locally, and I th- yeah, we don't go knocking on doors saying, no, "I've just moved in. <laughs> Can I be a friend?" True. We we met through our kids. So yeah. we through the nursery schools they yeah. went that's to. That's how we met. Yeah, that's how we met, yeah. and. And luckily, they all lived locally, and I think it's really lovely to have local friends, mm. and you can call on whenever you need support yeah. and ideas. Water and your plants when you're on holiday. Yeah, exactly. Feed need your that. cat. Need that. It's just such a lovely community mm. we live in, and and very artistic too. Like mm. creative people, like living in a small area. Yeah. And when you find them, you know. I hope that's helped answer your question, Shani. Thank you so much. Thank you, Shani. I love you. And another thing about guests is that it's almost like having a play date. So I ask someone to come and visit. Yeah. And then I've got a plan, <laughs> like a, a plan for our yeah. play date is to record a podcast. Love it. And I had a friend in in school days. His name was Raul de Villiers. Love that name. He was really, really a kind, such a nice, nice boy. And he lived on a small holding, which is like a plot of like a tiny farm and when I went to visit him, he would, when I arrived, he would show me a list of activities we'd be doing. And I always remember one of the activities he had on the list was make stink bombs. How do you make a stink bomb? We, they had geese and he would go oh. get the, the geese droppings and wrap them in like paper, newspaper, and then set it alight. Little and that would make the... Bastard. That would make the stink bomb. So Raul de Villiers would have a list of, of games to play, activities to do. So when I invite my friends over, the activity is a podcast. So yeah. We'll have a podcast yeah. and we'll hang out and have fun. Yeah. Great message. It created another conversation. Thank you, Shani. We'll move on now to what happened last episode. We welcomed Roger into the garden. It was another extraordinary evening. We escaped in the James Bond Lotus Esprit. Love it. I remember it dearly. Most people do when when they hear that I've done this episode. They go, I remember that car. Yeah. That I'm not even a water. big James Bond fan, but that car, definitely remember that going underwater and stuff and the angles of the Lotus yeah. Esprit and... All, being all white, you know. Yeah, I, I think that's what makes. Um, and did the wheels turn in? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it had little fins coming yeah. out the side, and that to me is one of the most memorable Bond films because of that scene. I don't know. It was yeah, just, it was very iconic. Yeah, it was so interesting to see a car go underwater. So 
we escaped, Roger and I together, in that Lotus Esprit. It was an otherworldly experience. I was mesmerized by Roger's wisdom and Bond film knowledge. I realized at the time we didn't talk about the music Rog created for the podcast. There's a mention of it, but we could leave that as a mystery. I Love suppose. it. Love it. Can't wait for it to play soon before my talk starts because that little <laughs> thing comes in. The, Love it. The interlude is, is fabulous. It's all nice. So Rog brought in the Spy Who Loved Me soundtrack on vinyl and we admired the 70s artwork on it. I've got a little secret. Um... Salvador has been approached. He's he's a fabulous artist and graphic designer. He's been approached by the the Bond people to to put forward some oh, the record label. Oh, the record sorry, label. the record label. So I say yeah. the Bond people like they're a massive like agency. Yeah. <laughs> so the record label has approached you to look at designing their soundtrack for the the new Bond film, which is called uh, No Time to Die. No it's very really early stages yet, so I can't read say much about yeah. it but yeah just, just 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 approach me at the moment you know done a couple of mocks that's it oh, that, that's that's amazing even if it's just a, a taster mm. early on it's it's so so lovely and I, I feel so proud of you like I want to run around and tell everyone <laughs> yeah I, I know I know but I won't say too much it is early stages yeah. but but there you go there's a nice link and I'm sure Roger would mm. would like that bit of information Wow, let's start with... Has the interlude happened now, the music? Let me think, I'll pop the interlude in now. Amazing, That's I love it, sounds great. <laughs> we didn't even hear it now, but we're pretending that we heard it. Yeah, yeah. The magic of editing. This is your story, Sam. Am I starting? Yeah, yeah, this is it. Okay. Um, I don't know if I mentioned. I don't know if I mentioned it in our recording, but I mentioned it when I walked in that I'm, I'm wary that I've broken three rules. Oh, this you did tell everyone. You did. I did. Okay, so, yeah. cool. Okay, go on. So I don't have the item, but um, and it's not a consumer item. You know, it's not somebody you could buy, and it's not a toy or anything like that. So it's a printout of a CCTV image of allegedly. Me, let me just put this caveat first, actually, because this might be quite incriminating. The story could be... It won't be, you know, because this happened years ago and it was all in the sake of art and we can all look back at it now and saying, OK, that was just a bit rebellious. And But um, it could be incriminating. Um, so I'm going to add the caveat that, that I could be lying completely, even though you did say I tell the truth, but I could, this could all be bullshit, OK? In case you want to take me to court. Um... But no, it, uh, so it was a CCTV printout image of um, me uh, with someone else uh, doing a graffiti on a wall um, in Northampton in the 90s, uh, some point, I can't remember the year. Um, basically, I was studying graphic design and art and um, my circle of friends were uh, skateboarders, drug dealers and graffiti artists that that was it that was it it just happened to be that especially if you're at an art campus so there were two campuses in northampton um one was the academia campus the other one was the arts creative arts campus and man you know it was a completely different type of people when you go to each student union you know mm. and so 
people that I lived with happened to be graffiti artists and skateboarders and was all that kind of um, living. Um, I necessarily wasn't either of those really, um, though I do enjoy skateboarding now, but um, in regards to graffiti, uh, I, 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 you know, I wasn't a big fan and, and, and I thought it was kind of ugly at times, usually when, you, when you're just bombing, when you're just doing tags, when, mm. which my friends are doing a lot of, just literally then their, their graph name repeated and, and plastered as far as they can mm. they've got a buzz out of that which i can you know completely understand everyone has a buzz out of their own little vice and stuff so is that the that whole danger element like i i was thinking about this the other day and why people may enjoy it and it's because of that buzz for sure because it's dangerous for sure do you think it's got some connection with when there were people living in caves and hunting for food for example and they got that buzz from going out hunting the danger there and now we don't have that anymore. We go to the supermarket to buy our food. We've, hmm. we've limited risk, limited danger all the time. And is it, do you think it's because we've got part of us that wants to feel that danger? And when you do it through graffiti art, you know it, you could get caught, that, you know it's illegal. Yeah, that definitely is some part of it. Um, the biggest part is, is you saying, I am here. Okay. I am, this is me. I'm alive. Mm. I'm here. You're leaving your tag. You're mm. leaving your symbol. You're, you're that hand paint, you know, that hand painted uh, image in the caves of Spain, you know, from mm. millennia ago. Um, it's here I am. I yeah. was here. Yeah. Um, it's that kind of sensation. You, you leave it and it's there, you know. Um, and yeah, it's illegal. So there's a buzz of that. And I could obviously vouch for that because that's what I was doing. Mm. Um, so this CCTV image was left in my uh, student uh, house, which got raided by the police in the middle of the morning. Why do you think they raided it? Because I got caught and I was in a cell. And so basically I'm going to backtrack okay, soon, okay. But, but I'm just talking about this one item which I was going to bring. It was this, this it's almost like a Polaroid, but it must have come out of a printing machine, which, you know, created these kind of Polaroid-esque kind of, uh, formats. Um, they screen grabbed whatever CCTV video they had, and they uh, used it as evidence, and mistakenly left it in my uh, student house when they raided my bedroom to try and find any notes, paraphernalia regarding my piece of art which I put on the wall, and try to um, therefore uh, tie me in with all the other similar pieces of art around Northampton. Okay, well, so, sorry. I just, I just want to, like, I'm a little bit confused. So, mm. the the police raided your house because they got a tip off. No, no, because... they already, they already had me in the cell. Oh, they already had you. And okay. now, and now they whilst, wanted to go well, and before check. interrogating me, they raided my place to try and get any evidence they can on any other jobs I've done around Northampton in regards okay, to this graffiti okay. thing. So, so that's the item. So, um, and who how I got off? there. So the item was that photo in yeah. your in your room. They left it by mistake, and this, I remember it came. Oh, when it, okay. Once okay, they had been they, in your place. They had all this information. They must have gone to the. It was in a near the shopping centre in Northampton. They found this, the, the security offices, got them to play back the CCTV image. They found me. Okay, print that. We got him in the cell. We just want to get as much evidence as we can. Um, they got my details. They raided my my student oh, accommodation. While you were in the cell. Whilst I was in the cell because they couldn't. Uh, interrogate me straight away because I feigned um, again I could all be lying this all could be <laughs> lies I feigned that I was drunk 
so they made they I had to sober up so they I had to sleep the night there in the cell before um, they could question me they can't question okay. me when I'm when I'm drunk so did that did you get nicked while you were doing <clears throat> it uh, no I was hiding in a bush <laughs> But um, I'll get to that bit. Okay, okay, so sorry, I'm, 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 I'm just I'm just telling you where this item came from. It came from a police officer who left it in my student okay, accommodation, who was about to go back um, and get as much information of me before they interrogated okay. me in the cell. Um, and uh, now I'm going to explain what I was graffitiing. And I, I, I mentioned earlier that I'm not really into graffiti. I had a lot of graffiti friends. They were doing these tags, and I just thought they were boring. You know, there were the odd few that were really talented, but the majority. I don't think they were that great in regards to art. Um, they were just doing their name, da, 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 mm -hmm. and just like, little scribbles and leaving it everywhere and making the place look ugly, you know, admittedly. Um, uh, so that's that. That's my background with graffiti. One morning in the student canteen, in the, in, in the canteen in the, um, the art campus, I was chatting to my friend Steve. And we were talking about this movie called Basket Case where uh, this guy has a Siamese twin who's surgically removed from him but then becomes this kind of weird head monster in a basket and, <laughs> and, and what have you. Anyway, we were talking about that. And that sparked a story in his mind about a student that was in his school way back in the day before he was attending there, you know, maybe 100 years back or whatever. Mm. So there was this, apparently there was this kid in my school who was just a head and just little arms and legs. I'm like, what? No fucking way, okay? Yeah, just had it, and they had it in a basket, this person in a basket, and just left it on, his, on, the, on the desk. And, uh, you know, and, and this, this student will be coming in, taking a, the school's day of education, and then just picked up and taken away, you know? And we were like kind of giggling and stuff. We're still young and immature. It's quite not, you know, not very PC what we're talking about here, but you know, I said, what are you talking about? Just a head and arms, like, you know, you need organs and stuff to keep your life. So, you know, it's slightly played with the truth there. And he said, yeah, yeah, but all, all this person said was Nimin. Like what? Nimin. <laughs> I just said, Nimin, Nimin. Nimin. And I what? And he said, yeah, yeah. And, and we went, and, and I couldn't believe this teacher that told me about it. And he said, yeah, come with me. Took him down to the, um, to this section of the, of the hallway where you see, uh, there's an array of photographs of years gone by, you know, of, of, of other classes. Yeah. And sure enough, he scrolled down. Here's the class of whatever, 1920 something. And, and sure enough, there in the front row is a basket with the head person thingy wow, in there wow. yeah so you know i was slightly immature I cracked up and stuff and i drew i said well you saying me it's this and i drew this head yeah. and i tell you what folks if you've got a pen and a paper nearby i'm going to draw it now and i'm going to describe um how i'm drawing it it's very simple super simple and even if you yeah. don't have a pen and paper you can understand what i'm drawing so first of all uh so if the paper's facing you you're going to draw a tic-tac shape um standing um tall basically so not horizontal in a portrait manner so there's your tic-tac shape and then on the top say near the top near the very top you do two dots on either side of inside of the tic-tac shape those are the eyes and then very close to those eyes you draw a mouth underneath but you start from one side either the left or the right depending on what side it's looking at we're going to start from the right side here and so from the right side of the tic-tac keep drawing until you reach the furthest eye and you stop there 
at the bottom two little stick legs and on the side two little sticks same length as the legs and there's your arms and that is nimin okay <laughs> now this, this reminds me it was a tony hart who did those drawing programs tony hart yeah, yeah tony hart the sound of the the sharpie pen on mm. that piece of paper mm. <laughs> love that um yeah and unfortunately rolf harris did that as well yeah he had a, he had a big marker yeah he ended Can up get getting, getting into trouble yeah so then we all started cracking up about this nimin and yeah. then i wrote nimin and then also what i liked about the word nimin n-i-double-m-i-n it's the same backwards as yeah, well yeah 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 um and then we loved that and we just sort of started cracking up oh nimin is pretty funny and yeah. you, could, you know you could do lots of things with that so one night off my face on whatever drugs I was doing, I went and joined my friends with their graffiti stuff, and I thought, oh, just give me a can, and I drew a nimin. And what I did, I, I, I drew a nimin, and um, it looks pretty good, you know, size of me, six foot tall, wow. and touching the floor, what so kind standing. What was the paint? I can't remember now, okay. but it was just an outline of a nimin, and it's okay. standing there. And I, yeah. I looked back, okay, and seeing everyone else is just doing their little names and stuff, and so this nimin, and it's standing on the floor, because obviously the, oh, the wall yeah, touches the wall, yeah, yeah. and it's standing there. And I had a little idea in my head, okay, I'm gonna start putting some of these around town. And I yeah. followed, the, I carried on with the, the crew, but then I started drawing nimins, so they interact in the space they're in. Yeah. So I'll do uh, nimin, at the bus stop with two bags of shopping and you know yeah. and a dog yeah. and then I, I used to draw I did a nimin around the corner of the kebab shop yeah. as a kebab seller and him saying chilli sauce and then I, so I started doing these nimins around town and they used to interact in the area so they weren't just haphazardly just thrown anywhere it, it made you stop and look at the space and made them come alive you know I did gar you know there was this set of garages I did Nimmons there. Anyway, soon enough, I, I did this on a regular basis. I followed them around and it became a thing. Mm. How many do you think you did? I did quite a lot. I, I don't know. Good question. <sighs> Over 30 to 50. Wow. Okay. Um, keeping in mind that, you know, each piece is a chance of you might getting caught, you know, and, and, yeah. and so, so you have to be quite rare. You know, you, you usually just do a few tags and then that's you done for the night. You know, do two, two or three maximum and go, go to bed. And you? how long would you take to draw one Nimmin? Oh, one Nimmin will be... Done. That's a Nimmin done. Wow, okay. okay. Yeah. So it doesn't take that long. But it's all about keeping an eye out, making sure no one's around. And I wasn't going to go out late, late, late in the middle of the night because that yeah. wasn't my thing. Um. Anyway, it became a thing in, the uni in this university town, yeah. Northampton. And people started noticing these things popping up and people started talking about it without knowing who the Nimmin man was. Yeah. And I kind of liked that. And I thought, okay, I felt like a superhero, you know? Yeah, and that's the thing. I, I'm thinking about graffiti work and thinking the reaction of people is quite important, isn't mm. it? So if you could step back and watch people approach that bus stop, for example, where you drew that mm. Nimmin and then you can see their mm. reaction, I think that for an artist must mm. be quite... Yeah, I never, nice. I never, I never did that. I never went back to the scene of the crime to see. I know, I know, murderers do that, but I, <laughs> I didn't do that. But then to get the reaction from people around campus, and you're like, hmm, actually, yeah. this is quite interesting. So it's funny. People start talking about it at class and stuff. And you see that? You see these words? They've got Nimmin's because I write Nimmin next to it. Nimmin, Nimmin. So everyone knew yeah, what Nimmin's yeah. were now. They, they had the name. They had the name. And funny enough, 
I don't know if this happened before Nimmin's or after, but there's this, I think he's Brighton-based artist, Mr. Scruff, is very similar to what a Nimmin looks like. Mm. The mouth is different, but it's very similar. But yeah, so I started going back out and doing it, and then another friend of mine, Stuart, he started tagging along, and he was, can I help you do Nimmin's? Like, sure, of course. And so it was me and him now, and it was great to have a partner in crime. And he's he's a great artist as well, so... We, he understood what I wanted to do. It had yeah, to yeah. interact with the area. Um, I was I was pretty naughty and rebellious when I was young. I'm not anymore. And I realised what I did was wrong. You know, it can make a town look ugly. But um, fucking Northampton's a shithole already. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I was trying to do... I wasn't doing tags, these ugly name tags. Yeah, I was yeah. doing it in places where it could put a smile on someone's face and make yeah. them stop and think. Got to a point where there's one of the big... I think it's Abington Road... Um, which, which runs through Northampton. I did a huge nimmin. I had to get stepladders. I did a huge nimmin on this massive white wall where the main thoroughfare of, of cars go through when you're going into Northampton. This, and it was just a massive nimmin at a table, a breakfast table, with a spoon in one hand and looking down and looking at an egg in an egg cup. And the egg looks surprisingly like a nimmin. Yeah. And he's thinking should I crack this egg? Am I cracking my own head? You know, uh, it's all, you know, and it was a, just a great welcome to fucking Northampton. And it's you know? like that kind of, it's a breakfast meal. So it's like, yeah, wake up in the morning, it, I've got dressed, I'm doing the it, same it, stuff every well, day. Well, it, it's the, um, it's the rat run. It's the, yeah. you know, when you're going to work, it's the commute. Yeah. And in the morning, yeah. then you see that Nimmin contemplating an existential <laughs> crisis yeah, yeah. of killing, hitting himself. What is this all about? Anyway, so, as I said, I was quite rebellious at the time. Um, as you are when you're that age, mm. uh, late teens, early 20s, um, thinking that you're immortal and you could get away with anything. You know, I wouldn't dare do anything stupid like that anymore. But I even got to the point where, I, you know, I did Nimmin's on the side of the police station. <laughs> Didn't you say, this is where it's all coming back to me. You mm. did, we'll go back to the police station. Sorry, but I may forget this if I don't say it now. But you drew, and this might be coming up later, but uh, Nimmin's outside a nightclub, like queuing up to get yeah, into yeah, the club. Yeah, I'm not, not there yet, yeah. yeah <laughs> okay, sorry, there, sorry. Yeah. Go back to the police station, sorry. So I did, a, I did, I know. And I, you know, Hats off to the police. They do a great job. I did a big pig police. Big pig Nimmin, unfortunately. Oh, dear. So I did the tail and, uh, you know, come on. I was with dealers and skateboarders and we were, you know, anti all that at the yeah, time, yeah, you yeah. know. You are when you're young. Um, so then, obviously, that's when they came up. You know, they were looking for me big time after that. The yeah. police, you know. Um, and I did the, the, the big nightclub which I worked at the bar at the time there. And <laughs> so it was run by very, very dodgy people. Um, I have to tell you stories off air. I can't even say <laughs> the stuff that's been said about these people. But yes, frightening people that ran it. And I did a queue of uh, Nimmin's queuing up. Because what we did at, on, a, on whatever night we went to, there was always a queue. All, it's down an alleyway, a bit like where the cellar was, where we did our cinema under the stairs. You have a queue full of people. And I, I just filled the whole wall with all different Nimmin's that looked like students, different hairstyles, what have you. <laughs> and But I did the doorman, who was called Nick the Hat. Mm. He always wore a hat. So then you see him as a Nimmin with a hat. And he just says, uh, next, you know. Um, 
I got called in to the office that like not not long long after that episode, and I thought, fuck, I'm done for here. It's a sad to sit down. So someone's been doing these. Uh, fucking nimmins on my wall I'm like and I was actually in the back of my head I was pretty proud that he called them nimmins um, and I went oh yeah I noticed that I noticed that and he said yeah now I know they're in your house and I'm like what do you mean house what I live with I don't know no no one no, I live in it. it was his spiel of like your gang or something yeah yeah his. I said no no I, this isn't I'm not going to say his name you know no not at all it's, look Sal I don't care I want it off my wall uh, by tomorrow night or else. I went, sure, sure, I'll see what I could do, but, you know, and that was it. That was in a conversation. Um, was it like going into, like, the head of the mafia's office or something? Very like much so. Very <laughs> much so. It's extremely intimidating. Um, so I was in a bit of a pickle after that, and so got back home, spoke to my friend Stu, who he was the one that helped me do that cure, so mm. we need to sort this shit out. We need to sort. We need to clean this off the wall um, tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, before you know, before the evening comes mm. and they start up again. But we can't go and do it because there's a there's a CCTV camera right there on that line, obviously where where that queue would be. Yeah, and they'll be seeing recording us scrubbing it off and knowing that we did it. Yeah, yeah. So we had this guy called Reds that used to come round to our house. He, he was a local heroin addict. And it's funny enough, when we moved into our house, he just saw, oh, the students are moving in there, you know. As soon as we st- he knocked on our door, he said, hi, my name's Reds. He talks like that, my name's Reds. This is my adrenaline puncture kit. If I OD, you need to stab me in the thigh. Not in the chest like Pulp Fiction, that's all Hollywood. Yeah. Just in the thigh. Like, all right, mate, yeah, fine. And he was a lovely guy. Yeah. And he used to come round, give him a cup of tea and stuff, and just pass out on our sofa you wouldn't, mm. wouldn't do you know the rules where you don't do any you don't jack up in the house yeah but yeah if you want to come and chill do it it was a shit all up <laughs> you know we used to surf down the stairs we used to take the door off our rooms and surf down the stairs <laughs> no, on our <laughs> doors um so we you know lovely guy and he was south he always thought my name was south south <laughs> whatever you want mate i'll sort you out mate you're a lovely guy i said mate i said red i need that favor now actually <laughs> Can I give you a look? I've got five. I was poor as fuck. I've got five quid. Can you please? Here's a, here's a, here's a bucket. Here's a sponge. Here's all the detergent stuff. Can you scrub this graffiti that's on the wall? Yeah, shaft. No worries, mate. And he did it. He scrubbed it all off for me. Yeah. In the morning, and so. Unbelievable. What did he use? Like, do you have a special chemical for that or? Uh, the graffiti artist knew what to get. Oh, okay. I don't know what it was, but so he just get this bottle down and, and then just scrubbed, scrubbed it off. Scrubbed it, it all off. Ages. Scrubbed it all off. Came off. Came out perfect. Wow. Came out perfect. So that saved my bacon. Another instance to, to to go back to how it was a bit of a craze at the time. Um, someone did the end of year. A photographer did the end of year photography project on Nimmins. So we was in. No. Uh, a, a cafe bar and it was housing the photography students end of year projects all on the walls and stuff mm. and there was like Nimmons what the fuck Nimmons and then this person just been cataloguing all these Nimmons around Northampton yeah um, and just taking project photos of it. and I thought very, and they did a little little mini spiel about it and what, what he thought they meant and, and stuff like that so it made me feel you know filled me with positivity like I'm doing something good here yeah, you know yeah. it's making people think 
Well, it, it is a form of art, you know. It gets people talking. Yeah, so it was funny. And a lot of the graffiti artists started to dislike me because I was getting all this attention. Mm. Well, I wasn't because no one knew it was me. But, you know, they'd been graffitiing for years mm. and all of a sudden the kids just are happy with a stick man. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, yeah, go figure. Because no one's going to really decipher whatever, you know, whatever name you have yeah, and they're yeah, going to start yeah. following you. And it's um, that, I suppose it's that repetition. And I'm, I'm sure the others were repeating what they did, but it was probably indecipherable, like you just said. Mm. And to see an image and you keep seeing it, you keep seeing it and then it, it sticks in your Yeah, head. yeah. And, and it becomes almost like a Where's Wally and you're kind of proud when you see one. Yeah. Oh, there's a new Nimmin on this corner, you know. Have you seen a new Nimmin um, having sex in the alleyway? I did Nimmin's having in this dark, dingy alleyway around this nightclub. I did <laughs> not the same one, another one. And uh, yeah, so um, yeah, so that photography one, I took one of the photos off to take home, and I've got that somewhere. It's in the same box where the CCTV oh, is. Have you? Okay. But and on in its place, I drew a picture frame with a Nimmin in it. Yeah. You know. Oh and, wow. And, and a nail and a string, you know, and to so say the that. artist had been there. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. That's so crazy. without no. Um, anyway, so there was that fate, now that fateful night. Um, I met up with one of my good friends who's a really good graffiti artist and illustrator, full stop. He's just a great artist, fantastic guy. Uh, we went for a drink in one of the student pubs and he said, Sal, let's go and do some Nimmins, man. I love your Nimmins, let's do some Nimmins. Like, Fine, okay, let's do it. But this is the wrong thing. This is the first time I did it when I was drunk. Uh. And, you know, we were off our faces and we're doing Nimmins. Um, I did a Mr. T one, saying fool and stuff. <laughs> and that's the one, it's the Mr. T. I did a Picasso one that night where the arms and the eyes were all over the place. So yeah, you won't even yeah. notice a Nimmin unless you kind of think, oh, is that a Nimmin? That's a, that's a tic-tac shape, but there's yeah. no eyes, the eyes are there and, and then you realize. And so we're just going crazy. And, and so obviously when you're drunk, you're not fully aware of your surroundings mm -hmm. and stuff. And, so I didn't spot the CCTV camera and stuff. And Did you usually look out for cameras? I looked everywhere, yeah. But the thing is, Nimmins are usually in quiet places, apart from the bus stop, but the bus stop was in a quiet street. But they're usually in quiet places. You kind of find them. They're almost like yeah. fairies and trolls and stuff. They're not wham bang, apart from the one when you're driving into Northampton. <laughs> um, so we did it. And then we're about to go home. We're walking. And then he, this guy, who's a pro graffiti artist, he knew it. He picked up and goes, we could see from the far end of the high street a police van coming and mm. goes, well, start running. He said, what? They're after us. Like, well, yeah, man, they're just, they're just they're, you know, they're all in, at the end of the street. But he knew there's no reason for, because it was a quiet night. It must have been mm. a Sunday night, you know. He knew they're out there to get us. Yeah. And he said, run and hide. I said, fuck. And he starts running. I run, we go in different directions. He goes, I'll meet you at mine if you get out. Okay, fine. He slides underneath a hot dog van. I run, jump into some bushes, <laughs> and then the police go around and that, and they're like, "Okay, we know you're around here somewhere." And it's like, I hear them stomping past me, yeah, yeah, and then they're coming back, and there's there's bunches of them everywhere. And he's like, "Well, oh, I get the dogs," and here's someone getting a dog, a dog out of the van, barking and stuff, oh. and then yeah, the dogs coming closer, and it sniffs, it sniffs me out. Yeah, comes straight up to the bush. Whoa, 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 whoa. Of course it will. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Of course it will. And this guy's holding him back. And he said, and the guy's shouting at me, get up, get up, like that. So I get up and I pretend I'm drunk, like really drunk. Yeah. Like I can't even stand. For some reason, I had a plan straight away. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, mate, oh, mate. <laughs> ah, oh, doggy. 
almost too drunk to have yeah. been able to do graffiti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your... no, but I just said I need to buy myself some time. Oh, I can't even, okay, I can't okay. even explain to yeah. them what's happened yet until I get my story. I thought you were trying to act drunk so it would look like this guy could never. No, be no, 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 no. There's no. I'm not. A, I didn't look like a tramp. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was yeah. in. I was the one they know they saw me on the city they knew what I was wearing oh yeah yeah of course okay so I was like so I come on you you were doing the graffiti right? I just started doing that silly noises stuff and they threw me in the back of the car yeah and I said okay well we can't interview you um tonight because you're drunk so you're gonna have to spend the night in the cell alright alright what's your name I gave him anything so I would where'd you live blah 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 gave the address and that's when they raided my house oh. um, and I was in the cell okay I was, I was very nice and there's a do you want anything I have some beans please give me beans it's lovely yeah. nice best breakfast I had since I was a student you was know. it your own cell or were you my own you? cell my own cell but it's like some dark shit on the wall people writing and stuff graffiti again there was yeah <laughs> and you could hear people shouting and screaming and other, oh, other no. drunks or something and I'm like fuck I need to get my story right because if they get me down for the Nimmin man, I'm in trouble. There's yeah, Nimmin's yeah, everywhere. Yeah. I think Nimmin's on the side of the police station. Yeah, you did. A- allegedly, guys, this could all be lies. Um, <laughs> so I came with a story. Uh, the morning came. Uh, they opened up the cell door. Okay, Mr. Lovado, can you follow me into the interrogation room? Yep, the rape plot. Fine. Yep, so I fired this guy. You sleep okay? Yeah, not bad, thanks. You recovered. <laughs> you recovered. Thank you. Then they, they open the door, and there's the interrogation room. As you see in every TV show, there's a desk, and there's a tape recorder, and there are the seats on either side. But what they don't have in other TV shows, there was a piece of paper, A4, stuck to the wall with a nimmin on it, and it said "fine art" with a question mark. <laughs> and the police officer just spot who was interrogating me, ripped it off the wall, scratched it up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that, Miss Lavado. Threw it in the bin. And I thought, oh, can I have that? <laughs> so basically, another police officer even infiltrated the police station. They put it up on the wall. You know, they, someone copied the nimmin and yeah, put it up yeah, yeah. and put fine out with a question mark. So that put me at ease a bit already because it almost okay. There's some people in here that might be on my side a bit. You know, yeah, yeah. at least questioning if it's fine out. Mm. Um, so it's like, okay, can you tell me the story? We've got you graffitiing these. Uh, uh, these these figures that we've seen all around Northampton, so we know you've done all of them. And I said, no, I didn't. I don't do them. That's not me at all. Um, the guy I was with, and I knew they didn't catch him. He's the Nimmin man. Yeah, you grasped on he a goes, mate. <laughs> No, this is it. Is it what? What's his name? I don't know him. I just met him mm. that night in the pub. I realised he said he was a Nimmin man. I said, no fucking way. I love Nimmins. I draw Nimmins all the time, like everyone else does in, in, in university, knowing that they raided my house and came back, and sure enough, he, he brought them out. Okay, so these won't surprise you, didn't it? And he dropped my sketchbooks yeah. with Nimmin drawings, this, that, and the other, you know, other Nimmin creatures that I was thinking up of. I said, no, 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 everyone does that, sir. Yeah. Every, you go to any student in the art campus, everyone's drawing Nimmins. I said, okay, so he pushed that to the side. So that's not evidence. Oh no, I know what's coming. And then he said, uh, he said, so, okay, so tell me more about this Nimmin guy. Yeah, so, so I said to him, please, can I join you to do Nimmins tonight? Please. Um, he said, okay. And, and then we were doing Nimmins. He was showing me how to draw Nimmins. And I did this one Nimmin 
and I've never graffitied in my life, sir. And and that's the nimming you caught me doing. And they were like, okay. So you're not the Nimmin man. No, the other guy's a Nimmin man. And so you were an imposter. You were like one of the copycats. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I was, uh, yeah, I was, uh, yeah, sycophant fan. You just did one. One. So yeah. they caught me for one, which is nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is nothing, and they couldn't prove it otherwise. It's a great story. Yeah, the whole night. Dude, if I if I was on my own, I wouldn't have to say that story. But because I was with someone else, he's a Nimmin man. Yeah. You caught him, right? And I knew they didn't. So you caught him. So that's great. Yeah. You know, no, we haven't caught him. Okay, all right. Can you describe him? Yeah, and I described someone completely different. Yeah. Because I, I saw the photo, they showed me the same picture that I had, I was going to bring yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah. And it's blurry as fuck. So you, you know? can't see who the people are. You can't, are, you could just about see me. I had long sideburns at the time. You could see me, my sideburns and my yeah. jacket. And uh, I said, yeah, 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 he's got this, that, and the other. I gave wrong color eyes and stuff and what have you. Yeah, definitely got green eyes. He's got very deep green eyes. He's got a little thing here on his face here. He didn't, yeah. you know. So if my mate ever did get caught, it won't be him. Um, okay, so now they said, uh, we need you to do some handwriting tests, which is kind of bizarre because <laughs> it's Nimmin's I'm drawing. Yeah. I'm not writing a name. So they caught, they, I had to write about 500 times my name and a set of numbers mm -hmm. over and over and over and over again. The thing is, I did it completely bad. You know, I, I, I did a complete different style, which is which was easy for me. Yeah. And I repeated it perfectly. I did A's. I never done A's before that way, and my L's were completely different. Yeah. And I said, like, yeah, that was easy for me. Just did that for five hundred times, mm. and that was it. They took my fingerprints. Um, you know, I was on their records for a year. They said, unless anything else happens again, then I'll be in big trouble. And that was it. And that was it. And I got out in the morning went back home and I felt like Kaiser Soze you know usual suspects I sh you know I straightened out my limp and I smiled <laughs> on my face and man it was a sunny morning I got myself a bacon sandwich and I felt great <laughs> I felt absolutely great I came out squeaky clean on the other side yeah um, I don't think I did I I'm trying to remember if I did Nimmin's after that I'm not sure I think I laid low for a while yeah it would be wise to probably lay but low. yeah so that image I brought today in this story it, it was one of the um, you know uni days if you if you have a blessed to go to uni uh, uh, one of the it's the last chapter of your formative years I think it's before you become a, a man mm. you know and so it's last death throes of childhood and I did it you know I, I was drawing stick men and having a good time and then I had a little sniff on of what the consequences could be if I carried yeah. on with this crap into adulthood and I stopped there you know but um it, it was it was an amazing three years my university um I learned much more uh out of class hours than mm. I did from my tutors I learned much more about life and uh society and people with my through my peers and interacting mm. with other people you know I, didn't, I, I was living with my folks all this time and it's the first time i left yeah. the roost and it was just great and and, and that's, that might be why i was so rebellious i did so many bad things not to other people or anything mm. but what would be considered bad or illegal mm. you know um i think that's that's a big part of a university education is is the social side yeah. and the stuff that goes around it living on your own just that that taste of freedom 
for and sure meeting lots of different people that have come together from different parts of the country but i was i was thinking that that was such a good story you you you've told the police because i can see why they couldn't arrest you properly it's because they couldn't prove it beyond reasonable no. doubt they they that cctv image failed them if it was clearer yeah. then they could have done it but then even if it was clear i guess they, you catch could, the other guy. Yeah, they could just you, you told them yeah that that's me yeah. i was just copying yeah one i did one what he did oh, okay yeah I yeah yeah so yeah right at the beginning i'm sorry i, I was so excited about the story i kept jumping ahead that's fine and you've actually come back to it because it starts with the, the final act which yeah. is me being called by the police but it, the story was the build which i thought yeah. was a fascinating thing this this thing of drawing a stick man on a scrap piece of paper in a canteen one morning and it becomes a craze <laughs> yeah. in the university and throughout the streets of Northampton for a small period for a little window of time yeah. but during that window you say to someone about Nimmins they all knew what a Nimmin was yeah that's no, you know, it's just yeah I thought it was kind of funny and it just gave me a taste of what um, art can do and uh, design can do and um crazes and trends and mm. fashions can you know can really yeah hit the zeitgeist you know and and interesting about graffiti or urban art is mm. that it's short-lived isn't it so it's not going to be yeah. out there forever it can get painted over so a lot of artists graffiti artists will take photos of their work or someone yeah. will film them doing it and you've you've got that courtesy of the police so thank you very much <laughs> they've they've immortalized it they, yeah they've given you the object and now you, you every time you it's, want to look back at it, you, you you'll find this picture eventually in your attic or yeah, yeah. Not that you need to, because you've got it in your brain. I, yeah. And I, now I, you can talk. I, yeah. About it. I, I, I remember thinking, do I put it in my office? And obviously, my kid's going to ask one day, "What is that?" Yeah. You know? And then I'm going to say, "Oh, that's your dad doing graffiti and getting called by the police." But uh, maybe there's nothing wrong with well, that. I don't know. I d- I don't want to like if you've got more of the stories to tell. No, no, that's it, it. That's it. Okay, so I'm sorry I, if it dragged on a bit. No, no, it's perfect. We've got all all evening. So I've brought a really nice white T-shirt of mine. It's it's a Levi's one, in fact. Awesome. And I don't wear plain white T-shirts. I don't know why. Maybe I should. Mm. But I wear this as like a pajama top. Love it. And what I'd like you to do, if you wouldn't mind, sir, <laughs> is draw. A, a Nimmin yeah. on, on the to. t-shirt for me and I've got this pack of pens I haven't even opened them brand new there you go I'm opening them now and they've got it's called 24 fine tip fabric markers and I'd like you to draw a, a Nimmin on pleasure, there with pleasure with pleasure and I'll wear it and there's different colours so you you can check out the palette and give it a go and I've put the t-shirt on a nice little board so you've got a flat surface to draw on love it do you want me to put the t-shirt over the board so you've got like it down the middle? I don't know, yeah, it maybe won't drag as much. <laughs> That's it. Can I go for a little pee pee break? Dude, of and course. And then you could yeah, edit yeah, yeah, it yeah, out. Good idea, I forgot about that. Maybe you could put Wodge's little thing in it now. Just an extra one for me. Ready? I'm going <laughs> for my pee pee break. Here's Wodge's music. <laughs> Okay, so I've given Salvador the, the t-shirt mm-hmm. wrapped around a nice board and he's got the pens. I'm just going to keep it simple with one colour. What You do whatever. I think and red and white. Is, is it nice. going to be on the front of the t-shirt? Yeah, yeah. 
And and while you're drawing it, mm -hmm. I've just had a, a memory about Shani. Oh. And I remember giving Shani a black T-shirt of mine and asking her to do a Guns N' Roses logo on it. The one with the bullet, mm. the back of the bullet. Yeah. And then the, that's the shell, yeah, the back of the bullet. And the blood kind of all around the edge and then the, the roses and the, the guns on either side. And she did a most beautiful T-shirt with some kind of acrylic or something. It was, it was really bold and vivid. Cool. It looked fantastic. And, and that's an object I wish I still had. And I don't. But it's, it's in my memory. It's in my mind. And I won't forget it. Love that T-shirt, Shani. Thank you so much. And I've also thought of another object that it's, it's a lost treasure. I don't have it. It might be somewhere in my attic or amongst some photos or somewhere. But it was a, a photograph that was taken at the Notting Hill Carnival in 1998. And I was there. I had arrived in England. I was probably there as well. Do you think so? Yeah. Oh, you must have been so. I, was, I would have felt I that all energy. Those carnivals that period so I was I was there with some housemates I'd arrived in England in 1997 and I went with three of my housemates it was uh, Matt Adele and oh, Claire and the four of us went to London to Notting Hill we went to the Oxford Tube we got off the bus and this amazing carnival was happening so much fun so many people so much music and food and just laughter and joy and energy it was it was magnificent and I was at a there was a stage with some music going on and I had bought some tickets from the HMV store a week earlier to go see Bush which is that band with Gavin Rossdale yeah. um, at the Shepherd's Bush em Empire no, it was at Brixton, Brixton Academy. That was where the gig was going to be. And I was standing near this stage listening to the music and I turned around and Gavin Rossdale, lead singer from Bush, was there. And this was like British grunge, like the response to the, the US grunge scene. Although I thought Bush was an American band for a long time, it was actually British. And I saw Gavin Rossdale. Yeah, Shepherd's Bush. Yeah. And I said, oh, that's where they got the name. Yeah. Okay. It's quite funny where you said you went to see him in in bush <laughs> so I saw him and I, I said I turned around and I was like Gavin I've got tickets to go see I've got tickets to go see Bush at Brixton Academy next week and he's like yeah cool cool and I was like can can I get my friend to take a photo like next to you and and I think it was Adele she came and took the photo of me next to Gavin Rossdale and we had a great rest of day, evening, arrived back in Oxford, early hours of the morning, took the, the, the spool, the camera spool to Boots to get processed, got the pictures back, looking at the pictures like, oh my God, there's a picture of me with Gavin Rossdale. It was before people were doing selfies with cell phones <laughs> and stuff. And I looked at the picture and there was another person in the photo standing next to Gavin Rossdale. Mm -hmm. It was Gwen Stefani. Yeah, it's Mrs. <laughs> yeah. And, and I thought, at the time, I didn't even know 
I didn't even realize that she was next to him. That's how blinded I was by like that whole thing about seeing a famous person. I was like, wow, and this is the 90s, right? Yeah, that's prime Gwen Stefani time as well. I know, no doubt was much bigger than Bush. You know what I mean? Bush did really well, but no doubt they did so well. They're still like such a well remembered band. And that's a, a, a lost treasure of mine. That's one of those treasures that just, I, I keep looking through, I've got cigar boxes with loads of photos in. I keep looking through them, hoping it's gonna turn up. And one day it will. I can't believe I would have, would have thrown it away on purpose. So it, it may turn up. Let's hope, let's hope. And I know, I know your picture will turn up. Sal, that looks amazing. Uh, it's nearly done. I see you've chosen red. Yeah, red and white I like. Yeah. And this Nimmin is holding... What's he holding? He's holding a Mr. T figure. That's interesting. And you did a Mr. T or B.A. Barakas Nimmin. Is it B.A. Barakas or Mr. T? Mr. T is his actual name. Yeah, Bad Attitude Barakas. Yeah, that's for the A-team. Oh, wow. And then you're writing in, in some lovely capital font letters. Shed, L-O. Love. V-E. Oh, that's perfect. I'm going to wear that. <laughs> and it's permanent. Good stuff. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, that's amazing. There you go. Nice and simple. Oh, Sal, that's beautiful. And you can actually see that it's B.A. Baracus, like his <laughs> Mohican and his... his kind of medallions go-to. there. Oh, that's beautiful. And and the tic-tac shape, that's so nice. Thank you very much. I bet everyone's going to want one of those. I know <laughs> I would, but I've got one now. I'm cool. supposed to be giving you a gift. Are you? And I have got a gift. Well, I'm not I'm not supposed to. Can I you give me something already today? Uh, maybe it was just the beers. Yeah, maybe. I was going to give you your gift at the end, but mm. I'll give it to you now, seeing as though, you know, we've yeah. been exchanging gifts. And I've, I've hung on to this for quite a while. And... and I think you. I hope you're gonna like it. Oh I my god! There you go. Oh my god! Are you kidding me? <laughs> I had a plan. What I'm, the fuck? No, I've got one in my cabinet, and that's what and I, I just bought. drew him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the gift. Show the people what you're giving me. I I, I gave Cell the six inch. I love eight, this. Six inch eighteen figure. I'll put the light on so you can see it better. Oh, there we he go. He gave me. The Mr. T figure I've just drawn on his T-shirt. Oh, that's weird. Look, I even did the bloody the waistcoat and, yeah, the, yeah. and, the, and the medallions. I know, I see it. Oh, man. That's I've cool. always wanted this. That's the one. That's the one. Did I tell you I always wanted you this? You told me you wanted 18 figures, but I but figured Mr. T was he's the, the one, best. man. He's the best. Fuck, that's so cool. There you go. Thank you, man. This is going in my office above my desk, and he could oversee my work and tell me, Sal. That's a piece of shit. Do better. Or, you know, whatever he says. Yeah, there you go. That's why I thought I better give love it. His arms are way too short. Do you think this is a... That's hilarious. But right? I love it. I love that it. it looks freaky. Yeah, those arms are way too short. Your arm, your hands don't stop at your waist. Your hands They're stop past gone. your waist. Look. Oh, way past yeah, his your waist. Like this. Yeah. <laughs> but that's cool. I like those little freaky things. Yeah. And, and your knee, his knees are too low. Calves need, these need to be longer than the thigh. The calves oh, the, are longer than the thighs. Yeah. But he's got the thighs longer than the calves. That's why it's funny. 
But, and he's got the chains, I which is good. I never knew they had squishy heads. Yeah. I don't know what weapon he held. There's a little Mate, hole by his head. What a cool look, though, you know, with the high socks. Converse, and the Converse high tops. And was, is it like tights does he wear? What kind of trousers is he wearing? In, I in think it? those are... Oh, what were the, they See were black jeans or... Yeah. So cool. Do you know what? I, I remember my friends, he... he what, he, he drew a Mr. T picture once and I loved it and I don't know why I loved it but I just it looked beautiful he just did a portrait of Mr. T and I thought yes that looks amazing I'm going to do that and I, I remember there was a, a little art project in our school it was primary school and I drew Mr. T's face mm. and I remember exactly what what I loved about it and it looks really cool it had blue eyes and I thought okay Mr. T's got blue eyes yeah and then the teacher said to me, Sal, this is lovely, but I don't think Mr. T has blue eyes. I said, oh, okay, doesn't he? Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if he did. I didn't yeah, realise, yeah, yeah. okay, you know, he's a black dude and normally you don't have blue eyes. But yeah, it looked cool. Love it. Great. I'm, I'm glad you do. And I love that T-shirt you've just made for me. He's got such a funky hairstyle. There you go. Uh, Thank you so much. What? Do you give gifts to everyone? Yeah. You to give yeah. Gifts to That's so everyone cool. Gets a, gets a gift. Well, it's been a pleasure, man. And it's almost like a Joe Rogan episode because you've got your Himalayan salt rock lamp there. We've got, you know, we're in the shed. You've got your desk between us. I love it. Oh, good. It's working good, out good. really well. And the episode is, this is going to be a bumper oh, episode. Oh, God, I'm so it? sorry. It's okay. We're doing it, we're oh, doing it for us. my face, my God. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tilt that spotlight. There you How's go, that? better. Oh, I'm on. Ah! Oh! Okay, there, there you go. go. There you go, that's better. Um, I'm sorry, I just I just went on off one. No, not at all, not at all. It's it's so good to have, an, and the thing is, a long episode is good. We ha we've had, most of them have been quite long, but we'll just let this go. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll make sure we enjoy the moment and we can speak about People can listen to things. it in parts. Yeah, yeah, have to yeah do it exactly. One sitting. I was thinking about this whole, like, idea of graffiti and... I went and did some research, mm. so that, that will be the next section about the history. But I was also thinking about a time I went to the Karoo, which is in South Africa. It's a semi-desert just before you get to the Cape. And I went and saw some petroglyphs. So those were early carvings in rocks, so Amazing. about 2,000 years old odd. And I read up about those, and they said that they were... Some people think those engravings were inspired by visions that people experience in altered states of consciousness. Love it. And then they depicted them on the rocks so others could draw inspiration from it. And and you were talking about someone doing their dissertation or their project. They drew inspiration from mm. your work. And I, I keep thinking that although the human race has evolved and moved on, there's certain things that stick with us. And I think art is one of those things. People need to express themselves. They need to put their mark on something just to tell other people to get them talking and a, and a nimin what is it it's just a weird little stick figure mm. but it gets people thinking it, it kind of jolts you a bit you're like what's the point of that but even thinking that mm. is thinking something that you wouldn't have thought before so mm. it's just a, it's a, a change anyway let's move on to the the history section and i enjoyed the section so much I'll read what I've written. I, this time I actually 
got different bits of information from different places and put it in my own words. Sometimes I, I don't say plagiarize, but I I read from what someone else has written. I didn't do the research myself, so I've used bits and pieces from here and there, but I I think I've put it together quite nicely. I think I've captured the main points. Over 2,000 years ago, in the ancient cities of Egypt, Rome and Greece, graffiti and street art were carved and scrawled onto the walls of marketplaces, Mm. public houses and brothels. They appeared in places of political and social unrest, and you said Northampton was a shithole. So I guess... Yeah, so to was, any Northamptoners. But even, I know people that still live there and they, you know, they don't like the place. It needs, it needs some cleaning up. Yeah, and I guess people I'm are I'm sorry that I, I ruined it with some more graffiti. <laughs> I was just going to say. Um, anyway, so the anonymous <laughs> works. So these works are anonymous usually, uh, unless you're caught and everyone tells everyone who it was, which you weren't. The, the Nimin artist got away. Mm, yeah, um, it the, wasn't even me. No, never was. So the anonymous works represented the voiceless many. Today, the marks that survive are important reminders of social consciousness. Ancient graffiti was often direct and personal. For example, a message from a jilted lover, curses placed on an adulterous partner's house or or wherever they lived or a smear against an unpopular statesman whereas today's graffiti tells the story of a general sense of disenfranchisement many of today's messages are global for example they condemn state surveillance they oppose perceived military aggression or attack governments and corporations the heart of street or urban art is in cities and the streets the art can now be seen in places other than in museums and galleries. This, for some artists, is a way of reaching a wider audience and of reclaiming urban spaces from governments and multinationals. The artwork becomes part of the city, unlike canvases that can be shipped around the world. Modern graffiti cultures started during the political and cultural revolutions of the late 60s and early 70s, and today it remains political. I'm not sure how political Nimmins were, but I suppose that was your reaction to the conditions of the place. I, I, I'm not sure. Hmm. But the person is political. There's always going to be a struggle. There's always going to be a reason um, for doing something. And often that reason is political. You may not realize it or not. Most of these episodes, I think I've avoided politics. Hmm. So I, I suppose you can make of it what, what you will. But most of the things we talk about has a political inflection or tone. Black Lerat, who was born Javier Pru, pioneered the use of life-size stencils to make his images. And that's another interesting form, and I'll talk about that in the recommendations. So he made his first street paintings in 1981. His new name, which was Black Lerat, and referred to the rat as he saw it as the only free animal in the city. He sprayed stencils across the streets of Paris with politically charged anti-establishment imagery. Yeah, I think I know the one you're on about. Yeah. Black Lerat. I think Banksy, which we'll talk about in a, in a bit, he, he's, he does a lot of rat mm. imagery. And when I read yeah. this, I thought, yeah, actually, like the rat does signify <clears> something that... Is almost indestructible. There's loads of them. They can swim. On the street, you know. Yeah. 
and they scavenge and they scrounge and they can get high up on buildings, they can get anywhere. In the last 15 years, artists like Banksy have propelled urban art into the mainstream art market and it has become a large part of today's popular culture. Many artists have also been able to fund street projects through sales of their prints. So for example, Banksy like does huge like street projects. He did one where they sawed off a, one of those British telephone boxes. They sawed yeah. a piece off and then they attached it again like at an angle, like it had been broken, welded it together and then painted it. And then they put it down an alleyway like it had crashed into a wall and there was the red paint dripping on the floor like blood with an axe into it. And to get that thing into the alleyway, they would have needed a, a big truck with a crane mm. lift, and that costs money. <clears throat> so in order to continue their street projects, legitimate or not, or legal or not, they, they, they started selling prints of their works. Um, so that, that helped, so they, they could continue doing that stuff. So today, urban art occupies a prominent space in the public consciousness. Street artworks are seen as genuine works of art, rather than acts of vandalism. I'm not sure how true that is. I'm sure a lot of people look at graffiti and go, oh, that's disgusting. How mm -hmm. could they do that? And that's not the message I try to give to my kids. You know, I think Ralph loves drawing. He loves art. Mm. And when he sees graffiti, I think initially, he, he even from a young age, he learned that it was bad, it was wrong. And I, I've, I've tried to explain, you know, this is an artist's form of an expression. Mm. Instead of drawing on paper, they're drawing on a wall. Um, you can see most graffiti artists are <coughs> respectful, so they won't draw on, on, someone's a on someone's house or a lovely like place that is more community-focused mm. or is helpful to people. They'll draw on somewhere. I mean, the site they choose is important. So, so that, that I've tried to help him with. So today, well, at the heart of all urban art is a desire to communicate with everyday people in the same way the first rock carvings and cave paintings shared stories with our ancestors. And young people that are doing this art probably don't realize it at the time, but there's something deep inside them that is 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 trying to speak out. Mm. At the time, they may be thinking, oh, this is fun, this is dangerous, this is exciting. But actually, they're trying to share messages with people, share stories. So just like any other art genre, today's urban art engages, confronts, and subverts ideas. It ultimately promotes dialogue amongst people, and that's what it's done right here. Mm. So your art has promoted dialogue. We're sharing it on this podcast. Other people are going to listen, and hopefully it can create more dialogue. So mm. there you go. That's fantastic. That's the history of amazing. Love that. Graffiti and urban art. I have noticed they call it graffiti, urban art, or street art. Mm. Urban art, street art, the similar thing. And then the introduction of stencils is another mm. look at that. Part five, the news. From the 9th of June, 2020. And the 9th of June, what are we on now? We're, we're in the beginning of July. Mm. And this one is from June. And I think news needs to be current. Otherwise, it's not called news. It's not new. But with this coronavirus thing, we've been most of the news we've heard is coronavirus. So other stories have taken a back seat somehow. 
So I still think 9th of June is is fairly new. Yeah. So the the, the headline says Banksy supports the toppling of the Edward Colston statue in oh, his I home city idea. of Bristol. And some of you may know that the Edward Colston statue was was taken down and I'll read the article and you'll get some information about it. Banksy <clears throat> has unveiled a new piece of art on his Instagram account inspired by the anti-racism protesters who pulled down the statue of Edward Colston from its pedestal and rolled him into the River Avon in his home city of Bristol. That's so biblical, isn't it? Like tearing down a statue, rolling it, dumping it in into the harbour. Yeah. Isn't that cool? It's like yeah. in this modern area, you just you feel so far removed from the harbour. Mm. And now they've chucked it in. But also the harbour is symbolic because that's where all the slaves would have For been sure. taken away from. So Banksy's um, new artwork shows uh, anti-racism. Did I just did I just read that bit? No, here we go. So his new artwork shows anti-racism protesters pulling down the statue of the 17th century slave trader Colston during Sunday's protest, saying their actions should be commemorated. The statue has been the center of debate for years, with many people wanting the statue gone that has been watching over Bristol city centre since 1895. I'm going to show, show you the picture, Salvador. There's the... Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen it. I think it's fantastic. I think it shows people power. And it's, and it's, I thought it was going to be... I thought he was saying that they, they, they should have a statue of people tearing down the statue. So they still have the same statue of Colson there, but at an angle, and having these people pulling on ropes all made out of the same material... And I thought that'd be so meta yeah. and so clever and plays on the whole yeah. medium as well. You know. And that's, he's, he's, I think later on in the article, you'll hear that's what he said. And oh, he said good. like to have those zip ties tied yeah. to the statue and those people pulling it down. Yeah. But this picture that he's drawn, it's so simple, but so powerful yeah. and clever as you would. And it looks, if, you know, if you look at it, you know, it's almost... Uh, medieval and time well not even medieval but from from the days of Colson as well it's just very simple almost looks woodcut you know it's just the way it's been created I think it is yeah it's yeah. great there you go so Edward Colson's company transported more than 100,000 slaves from West Africa to the Caribbean and American continent between 1672 and 1689 more than 20,000 died during the journeys as a result of unhygienic conditions, malnourishment and dysentery. It's just amazing that a statue like that could, could exist. But I don't want to go into the politics, so I, I'm sure everyone's got their views of that. I'm, I'm interested in the artistic yeah. reaction. So the, the question, Banksy, this is a quote from Banksy. He said, <clears throat> what should we do with the empty plinth in the middle of Bristol? Question mark. Well, that's a question, so it's going to have a question mark, silly me. So here's an idea that caters for both those who miss the Colston statue yeah. and those who don't. We drag him out of the water, put him back on the plinth, tie cable round his neck, and commission some life-size bronze statues of protesters in the act of pulling him down. Everyone happy, a famous day commemorated. I love that they're bronze statues. Yeah. Yeah. He's so clever, like literally, and and the fact that he's he's a, like no one knows who he is. I think there's been a film made, a, a Banksy film, yeah. Exit Through the Gift yeah. Shop, 
and it turned out to be a film about the guy who said he was going to make a mm-hmm. documentary anyway but it's it's just amazing so so clever it's almost you think yeah i know what banksy would say but then he surprises you mm. with his art so the artist has publicly expressed his support of the black lives matter movement which has escalated all over the world following the death of mr george floyd in minneapolis banksy has changed his instagram picture to black and has also shared an image of the american flag being set fire by a memorial candle that's the news fantastic Final part of the podcast. I'm getting kind of tired. Are you so feeling it's tired? Been a marathon it's been so epic. sorry for listeners that it's gone on for, for too long. I'm sorry if I rambled on. You could edit it down. No, not at all. I'm so glad you're here and you, you still got the energy to continue. Oh, I'm almost I'm thinking should we say after this. Should we say like we could pause and get back to it? But let's 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 finish it. I'm still feeling I'm still feeling it and I, I know you are. Yeah. And it's it's not gonna be long here. So the recommendation is something that's going to be cheap, something mm. that most people can get hold of or do at home. But this particular one, you're going to have to buy a, a can of spray paint. And oh, it's wow. about seven quid yeah. for a can, a decent can. Get a good can. Yeah. And or steal some from Halfords. <laughs> well, good luck with that. <laughs> they, they have those little detectors at the door. Mm. I think it will beep. But and they're tagged as well. Yeah, they would be. <laughs> buy, your, buy your can of spray paint and create a stencil... For your wheelie bin so we've got in the uk we've got all these wheelie bins mm-hmm. and there's so many that if you don't label it with your street number it could get great idea up. so make a stencil but you're, aren't you renting the bin though you're renting the bin from the council so oh. you're paying well i don't know you are with the brown bins anyway oh you don't own it like you couldn't set set fire to it or so anything. i've got it's my number yours. three but in gaffer tape ah so i don't know because i'm paying a yearly for that yeah for that bastard but they'll probably take it back eventually oh, oh you've, you've you've done a comedy cock on it now what are we gonna do uh, now yeah and you've you can just peel the tape off i've done i've done mine a while back so i made a a number my house number out of a stencil and then just take the stencil on and then sprayed it with Fair enough like uh, that luminous green you know that 80s kind of mm. green kind what, of on your black bin i've i've done it on the I think it's on the green bin. No, black bin. I can't remember which one. No, the black bin hasn't been touched yet. The black bin's got a sticker that we bought from a shop, which would cost more than the spray paint. And the other one... I, that, I like it. I might yeah. do spray paint my So bin. I spray painted, but I was, I was thinking today, I, I, I had a massive lull today. I got really tired after lunch, but I was going to make a stencil of, you know that on Amazon boxes, got that kind yeah. of funny smile. Mm-hmm. I was going to get that smile and then write bin day one word <laughs> yeah. on that, and then stencil that also if bin. you can because I've, I've been meaning to I still haven't done it but I wanted to put a thank you just a thank you sign on my bin oh, because the bin men you know week in week out they're dead they're taking your shit away yeah and no one ever says thank you because either people are still in bed or they never see the people yeah. they never see the people and I, if I ever do catch you like cheers mate thanks you know yeah and it's one of those unsung hero jobs, you know. So I think all bins should have a thank you. Like, I even thought of it. The council should have a little plastic sleeve at the top 
where you can slip in an A4 piece of paper and have your kids write thank you, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that'll just make that bin man have a smile on his face when he drags your heavy bin again every morning to the bin and he sees that little sign and it gives you that little perk yeah, in your day-to-day yeah. job. So I'm going to do that anyway. I'm going to do a thank you. But yeah, if you do a stencil, add a little space yeah, for thank, thank you, you, Mr. Bin Man. Yeah. Because um, they're doing a great service. And that's easy to do with a stencil and you'll get so much joy from doing a stencil mm. spray because spraying with a can, and you'd know this, Sal, is like, it's hard to get your lines good. Mm. And if you've got a stencil, you can just spray mm. over it and then peel the stencil off. Wait till it mm. dries a bit before you peel it off. And you see this beautiful Lovely, image. image yeah. yeah. So I'd recommend doing something like Love that. It. And great idea to put a thank you on there. That would be perfect. I've got a colleague at work who made a... Uh, aubergine I think or a carrot or something a knitted one and left it out what knitted an aubergine (laughs) yeah but with stuffing you know you put this the you empty wait a minute they knitted an aubergine or knitted something to go over an aubergine like a jacket or a cardigan so actually knitted the vegetable (laughs) okay so you you knit it and then you stuff it like a teddy bear yeah and she left that out for the person who delivered the veg box just to say thank you wow and then this person who delivered it put it on their Twitter account or Instagram go. and then she got started getting loads of orders. Oh, wow. And now she's making them, but she's she's got so many orders, she's trying to do her day job and making these vegetables. So she just Knit wanted to say a thank bin you. For the bin men. <laughs> and a little wheelie bin little replica. Wheelie bin, yeah. Lovely. So that that's the recommendation for this this week's Love episode. It. I hope you've enjoyed joining us as we've begun to unlock the stories behind the objects we treasure i'd love to hear from you so please send me your questions or comments via email for discussion in the next episode of what's in your shed and the email address is shed chat thank you at gmail.com so thank you so much for oh, joining it's been me an absolute pleasure warren i loved it i loved it i loved it I've loved it too. It's been I love you, Auntie Shani. <laughs> I and I can't wait for Watch to play his music and he's there right in the corner. He's doing it live. And so when you hear it, it'll be a live version. It won't be, <laughs> but we can pretend he's live. We can. And it's been a wonderful play date. Yeah. And I hoped you liked what was on the list of things to do when you came over to play. It was podcast. And through the podcast, we've done so many Mate, lovely it's things. like being in the pub again it's just what we've done in the pub but you're yeah. just recording it I know and it's it's felt so so easy to do and, and so lovely to to have you back in the shed finally it's been like over a hundred days yeah too long too long too long good night good night I can't wait for this song to start again it's gonna start now yeah! it's probably started already while we're talking I love it when you fade it in <laughs> bye winding back time clock we'll open up the strong box what's in your shed what's in your shed pictures and treasures and the books that we read what's in your shed what's in your shed hey Salvi it's me um, I've read your text message. That's absolutely fine. Um, if you could bring the photo of the the Nim Nims one that you have, and then we'll we'll discuss how how we'll do it. But I reckon it just makes it even better. We can talk about how your treasured object is somewhere in the house. We can't find it. 
and you can describe it and I can talk about sometimes treasured objects you still own um, they could be in your attic or anywhere and they, they're etched into your memory you know them so well so it doesn't matter that you don't actually physically have it with us it just adds another dimension to the story so that, that will be great no problem at all um, the other thing swearing just do what you've got to do so uh, they, they clean episodes but if you need to swear in it, that's fine and we can bleep it out. I, I just want you to be able to feel re relaxed and comfortable to, to speak how you want to speak. So just go ahead and do it. Um, I'm sure you'll, you'll get the vibe and, and, and it, will be, it, will be, it will be fine, no problem. I sound like, a bit like Boris Johnson. It will be all of that. But, but yeah, that's that's cool. Just just bring what you got, um, and we we won't pretend that you have it, but we'll just tell the story behind perhaps why you don't have it and how you were trying to look for it and you panicked and all of that kind of stuff. It will be great. It will it will actually make it more interesting. I hope you made it to football. Anyway, I've got the beers. They're going to be nice and cold. I've got some plain crisps. And one thing I was going to ask you was. If you don't mind, just let me know if you do. We, we could do this in the shed. I'm happy to, I, I don't mind. If you're happy to, we can do it. If, if you don't want to, we can sit outside. That's absolutely fine. Just, just let me know and honestly, it, it doesn't matter. If you don't want to go in the shed, that's cool. If you do, that's cool, it doesn't matter. But just give, give, me, a, give me a shout, let me know if, which, which you would prefer to do outside or in the shed. Cool, looking forward to it. Like I said, the side gate will be open from eight and you can just come straight on through. I can't wait. See you later, bye. <laughs> Cheers, Boris. I love that message, that was great. Um, cool, awesome. All right, I'm gonna check one more time. I'm gonna, we're going to the loft. It's there somewhere, but I like the idea of lost treasures, but you know it's there. Um, and I will describe it and all of that stuff. Um, and I will try to keep the swearing down. Um, it might be actually be quite funny with beeps. Um, but I try not to do so much so you don't have too much editing to do. Um, yeah, the show's absolutely fine with me, man. All good. Cool. All right then, speak to you later. Bye-bye.